Facebook is building tools to enhance safety and security. Over 40 million people are using Facebook's privacy checkup each month. That's nearly 60 times the population of Washington, D.C. Learn more about the work ahead at facebook.com forward slash action. Hey, good morning, playbookers and Roguman of Allen. It's Friday. Today's show, the state of gun control negotiations. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Three key leaders who are committed to firearms legislation in the wake of a string of horrific massacres spoke Thursday about what they want in a bill. In the House, Speaker Nancy Pelosi blessed the Protecting Our Kids Act, which passed out of the Judiciary Committee yesterday. The House Dem bill is ambitious. Here's a quick summary of what it would do. Raise the lawful age to purchase a, quote, semi-automatic center-fire rifle from 18 to 21, ban high-capacity magazines, increase penalties for gun trafficking, and straw purchases. That's buying a firearm for another individual. Create new criminal penalties for failure to safely store firearms at home. Outlaw bump stocks, which effectively turn semi-automatic weapons into machine guns. And outlaw ghost guns. Privately made firearms assembled from individual parts or kits bought online or parts made with a 3D printer that don't have traceable serial numbers and have increasingly been used in violent crimes in American cities. Last year, the House also passed legislation to strengthen the background check system for purchasing firearms in a letter to Democrats Thursday. Pelosi said the House would also vote on a red flag law and a bill to, quote, create an Amber Alert style notification during a mass shooting and hold a hearing on an assault weapons ban bill. In the Senate, John Cornyn, the lead GOP senator tasked by Minority Leader Mitch McConnell to strike a bipartisan deal on gun legislation, spoke to Politico's Marianne Levine about the state of the talks. Cornyn was candid about the difficulty of his assignment. Quote, When Senator McConnell asked me to be sort of the point person on this, I thought to myself, well, this is like Joe Biden appointing Kamala Harris border czar. I accepted the responsibility with a little trepidation. The talks are fluid and wrapped in some secrecy, but Marianne reports this morning that among the proposals under consideration are changes to the background check system, additional investments in mental health and school security, and federal grants for states to establish red flag laws. Cornyn told Marianne, quote, I'm not talking about restricting the rights of law-abiding citizens under the Second Amendment. I'm talking about identifying people with criminal and mental health problems that are a threat to themselves and others. Cornyn seems serious about passing something. Failure, he said, quote, will be embarrassing. And then there's Joe Biden. At the White House at the end of the day, Biden made a rare primetime address to talk about the recent massacres and urge Congress to act. He recounted details from his trip to Uvalde, where he, quote, stood before 21 crosses for 19th, 3rd, and 4th graders and two teachers. The names of the dead were on each cross, and nearby were their pictures. In February 2020, during the presidential primaries, Biden's team needed to claw back into contention in Nevada after embarrassing showings in Iowa and New Hampshire, and they turned to the issue of gun legislation, which polling revealed as a strong issue for Biden to use against Senator Bernie Sanders in the state. Biden was desperate. A poor outcome in Nevada could have ended his campaign. In a high-profile speech in Las Vegas, he made a promise that his advisors must have known he would not be able to keep, that he would send comprehensive gun legislation to Congress on, quote, my first day of office. The legislation never appeared. But last night, Biden finally outlined what he wants to do. Ban assault weapons, ban high-capacity magazines, and quote, if we can't ban assault weapons, then we should raise the age to purchase them from 18 to 21, strengthen background checks to quote, keep guns out of the hands of felons, fugitives, and those under restraining orders, pass safe storage laws that hold gun owners responsible for crimes committed with their unsecured weapons, pass red flag laws, repeal liability protection for gun manufacturers, and quote, address the mental health crisis deepening the trauma of gun 
gun violence and as a consequence of that violence. Look carefully at the actions on the House, Senate, and the White House, and you'll see that so far, the Venn diagram of agreement about what issues to address is limited to background checks and red flag laws. But even that might be too heavy a lift for this Congress. Biden ended the wonky portion of his speech on a pessimistic note, quote, in order to get anything done in the Senate, we need a minimum of 10 Republican senators. I support the bipartisan efforts that include a small group of Democrats and Republican senators trying to find a way. But my God, the fact that the majority of the Senate Republicans don't want any of these proposals even to be debated or come up for a vote, I find unconsciousable. In the two sets of Senate gun legislation talks underway, so far there are six Republicans publicly involved, seven if you include Mitch McConnell. Here's what's up in Washington today. At 10.30 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will deliver remarks on the May jobs report. Here's what's on the vice president's calendar. At 9.20 a.m. Eastern, Vice President Kamala Harris and second gentleman Doug Emhoff will depart D.C. to head to Reno, Nevada. There, she'll deliver remarks on the economy and inflation at the 90th annual meeting of the U.S. Conference of Mayors. At 4.30, Harris and Emhoff will depart Reno to head to Los Angeles, California. All right, for more news and what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com. Playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Playbook's editor is Mike Zappler. Playbook's deputy editor is Zach Stanton. The executive producer and head of audio here at Politico is Jenny Ament. I'm Rogu Munavalan. Have a good weekend. We'll see you first thing Monday morning. Facebook is taking action to keep its platform safe. Their safety and security teams are over 40,000 strong more than the size of the FBI. In the last six years, Facebook spent over $16 billion, enough to build seven pro stadiums, all to help create safer connections. And more than 40 million people are using Facebook's privacy checkup each month. That's nearly 60 times the population of Washington, D.C. And they're doing all of this to keep their platform safe. Learn more about the work ahead at facebook.com forward slash action.